My name is Annalie. I have a new life in Christ, and I'm recovering from sexual abuse, fear of men, codependency, and pride. Hello, y'all. I grew up in Germany with parents who were unable to set good boundaries or care for my emotional needs. When I was nine years old, an older boy practiced French kissing on me. The combination of that experience and an unlimited source of pornography in my home impressed upon me that being premature was a good thing. Therefore, I did not think anything was wrong when I became the pursuit of an 18-year-old man at the age of 13, the affair partner of a much older man, and when I sold my body to a random man, all before I turned 18. I did not know this was sexual abuse because I never said no, despite feeling uncomfortable. As a young girl and a minor, I wasn't fully able to understand what was happening. I was trying to find love and affection in those encounters, but I never did. I did not know Jesus until I was 18, when I met a young woman who shared her testimony with me. She had such amazing joy in Christ, even though she was dying from cancer. This joy didn't make sense to me. So I started asking myself if God was real and started seeking him. I grew to love my new friend and her entire family very much, especially her dad, a pastor, who was so much fun to be around and was always so loving and affectionate. I practically moved into their house and was given the name Adopted Daughter. I had made it. I finally found the family I had always longed for. I was accepted and loved in ways I had never felt before. I was learning about Jesus. It was like heaven to me until one day when the dad and I were alone in a room and his affections turned sexual. I did not know what to do. I was confused. I thought Christians wouldn't do this, but I did not want to lose this precious family for anything, so I allowed it to happen, just like all the other times when I traded my body for love and affection. I was asked to keep what happened a secret, and my great need for affection kept me silent for years. However, at age 20, when I was given the opportunity to attend a Bible school in Texas, um, I was given the opportunity to attend that Bible school. It was there that I fully asked Jesus to be my Lord and Savior. It was a safe place far away from home. As I learned about the characteristics of a church leader at that school, I felt convicted to talk about what happened at the pastor's house. I now had friends who loved the Lord, and I felt safe to share my secret. For the first time in my life, I was told that what happened to me was sexual abuse and that it was not my fault. I learned that I am safe through Christ alone, and I learned to live in his power alone and not by my own strength. Galatians 2.20 was constantly in my mind. I have been crucified with Christ, and it is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself up for me. I learned that Jesus loves me unconditionally, that his blood covers all of my sins. I learned that I can't live this life on my own and that I desperately need him at all times. But instead of living out that truth, the same shame and guilt of my past told me I needed to earn his love by my own works. After all, I felt like I was different from other Christians. I was dirty, unwanted, broken and unlovable. 
I had no business sharing the gospel with others, and most of all, I was merely endured by God and others, not deeply loved and cherished. I believed Satan's lies. While I was at Bible school, my joyful friend, who had shared the gospel with me when I was 18, lost her battle to cancer. With this loss, I would quote Philippians 4.4, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. And Romans 8.28, And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good, for those who are called according to his purpose. I misapplied the deep truth of the gospel and instead used those verses to build an emotional wall of Pharisaic good deeds. I believed that negative emotions and dealing with grief were signs of a weak faith in God, and I certainly did not want that. I grew to be so self-righteous that I judged everyone around me who did not abide by my standard of right living to avoid to ever be hurt again. I worked hard to be a good, right theology kind of church member and placed my identity in how much I could accomplish for God and what other people thought of me. I hated the biblical character of David and all his mess-ups. I looked down on church leaders who fell into sin. I looked down on my perpetrators. I looked down on anyone seriously struggling with sin until one day I found myself struggling with the same sin problem. After being married for five years, I was having affections for the pastor of the church we were attending. While nothing happened physically, I knew that under the right circumstances, I would not have the power to walk away. I felt powerless. I was faced with my ugly wretchedness and none of my prideful ways were able to bail me out. When my husband and I started attending Reengage here at Watermark, our leaders lovingly helped me face the fact that unless I dealt with the wounds of my past sexual abuse, I was not going to be able to have a healthy marriage or a healthy relationship with my children. It was because of my family and friends that I considered opening the wounds back up and dealing with my past so that healing could occur. Courageous Hope is Watermark's ministry for women dealing with sexual abuse as part of their story. Well, I walked into it with my solid head knowledge, and I was tempted to allow my pride and the things I already knew to give me a reason not to dive into the curriculum. But I'm so glad I rejected that temptation. Walking through Courageous Hope helped me identify the lies I believed, that I was all alone, helpless, a failure, that the abuse was my fault, and that I needed to be perfect to earn love. The leaders of Courageous Hope helped me see that I am certainly not alone on this journey. I discovered that many of the women in my group believed the same lies, had insecurities in the same areas, and struggled with similar relational problems. And God was with me all the way. He showed himself to be trustworthy in the darkest moments of that journey, when all I could see was a heap of ashes. I realized for the first time that God really loves me, that he delights in me. I had been a Christian for over 10 years, telling other people that God loved them and never truly believed in my heart that he loved me too. I learned that he had made me new. My shameful past had been paid for and was washed away. I had, it had no more power over me. This has freed me from my need for approval and affection. It has also freed me to allow my husband to love me and for me to love him. It gave me a greater compassion for those struggling with sin, even my perpetrators, 
whom God dearly loves and calls into a relationship with himself. Today, I still struggle at times, but when the doubts and the old lies come back, I'm quicker to identify them. I'm still learning how to trust people and how to build healthy friendships. When things get tough, I know I can run to the Father, and I will not just be endured, but loved. He has transformed the shame of my past into a deep love for him. He has taken the lies that whispered unworthy and placed the sacrifice of his son over them. He freed me from the guilt of my sin and my self-sufficiency. He has given me a new song to sing of his unconditional love that abides deep within my heart. I can say with confidence that he loves you too. If sexual abuse is part of your story, I want you to know that nothing that has ever been done to you and nothing that you did as a result of the abuse could keep God from dearly loving and delighting in you. Romans 5.8 says, But God shows his great love for us in that, while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. That is all the proof I need to know that I am loved, that God would give his beloved son for me. My name is Annalie. I have a new life in Christ, and I'm recovering from sexual abuse, fear of man, codependency, and pride. And to God be all the glory.